Music production and being in the industry is not just all fun and games. You know, you soon realize that, damn, it's an actual business and, you know, like, People actually work to deadlines and you haven't got the time or you haven't got the room to slack in such an oversaturated industry. So there are pros and cons to being a music producer and I have five pros and I have five cons for you guys to digest. And if you are a newbie, um, a lot of this information is going to be very valuable to you. So let's start for the pros. Pro number one is doing what you love. If you truly are passionate about something, just do it. In this case, obviously we're talking about music production, but this translates over to anything really. And the passion that's inside of you will help fuel your journey. The ability to wake up and, you know, start on a blank canvas is just an amazing thing. You can lay down your thoughts and your feelings and translate that over into a piece of music for the world to listen to. And that there is, you know, one of the reasons why I think that doing what you love to do is definitely a pro no matter what industry you're in if you truly enjoy something you'll see how quickly things come together for you it will keep your stress levels down therefore keeping your mental health intact your mood will be better overall etc etc so it's really not just about the music it goes much deeper than that pro number two networking and collaborating with new people and probably you know, a bit of traveling as well. <laughs> you get to meet a bunch of cool people who share the same interest as you. Not only that, if we put music aside, you can make some really good friends in the process too. Um, you know, I've made a bunch of new friends just being active in the music industry. One of my best friends now was actually one of my first clients back, back, back in the day when I was like 17 or 18 when I was selling beats. <laughs> so um, you can meet some really cool people. Collaborating as well, it just opens up your eyes to other workflows, mindsets, and overall, when you finish a collab session with like one of your friends or another artist, you always learn something new. This could be like production tips, different ways to mix, um, introduction to plugins that you may not use or may have never even thought of using. You know, the list goes on and on. But my favorite reason to collaborate is so that I can network with their links too, because their links have more links and those links have even more links and so on and so forth and you get you know you start to get to know a lot of people and that's not just country like specific i'm talking getting to know people around the world and this opens up an honorable mention for the pro list as well and that's traveling you get to see different countries venues taste different foods if you're a foodie (laughs) traveling in general you know is just always fun anyway who doesn't like traveling but look the the music industry is built upon networking like seriously i've known producers to give like subpar beats to well-known artists and they still get the placements because just solely off networking and building a solid relationship with other artists or creatives it's still definitely a pro to be at that level yes it kind of sucks you know that subpar talent gets to you know taste all the fruits and shit but it it just it it is what it is you know um work on building your links and networking but what happens if you're generally like a pretty quiet person you know meeting people and collaborating may seem a little daunting and that's fine you guys are lucky that you know social media is a thing so it's super easy to send someone a dm and you can slowly build up your confidence from there all right the third pro is influence 
Now, this is a pro, but it can also be a con as well if you let your ego get in the way. But I've written it out as a pro on my side because if handled correctly and if you've you know worked hard over the years being a music producer and grinded out those hours upon hours in the studio, having some sort of influence can really work in your favour. You'll notice that you can call in favours, bend the rules a little bit, People listen to you more as well. Brands may contact you for deals. Um, you know, I'm talking about way down the line here. Um, networking would be much easier as well. And if you're an artist as well as a producer, then you have the ability to influence your fan base too. Now, you can see where this gets kind of sketchy, right? You know, your ego can come knocking and this can go downhill from there. But if you keep headstrong and put out a positive message, influence can be a killer tool. Pro number four, different avenues. What do I mean here? Well, music production is not just about sitting in your bedroom or in your studio making beats. When you develop your skills further, you can take them into different paths into your careers. Like I know a lot of people do this. Um, When you're young, you may want to be the biggest artist. 10 years down the line, you may find peace being a ghost producer because that's exactly what happened to me. And I personally think that was a great move for me. I'm not saying that everyone wants to be a ghost producer, but you know things can change as you get older. But it's not only ghost production you are limited to. Get a pen out or get your phone out and write this small list down because you have a ton of options when deciding you know, what to do in the music business. So the first one, like I mentioned, is being a ghost producer. This is great you know, if you want to be left alone in the studio and just cash in. Um, you know, your, your face is not everywhere. Nobody knows you. It's heaven for people who hate people. Like myself, it's brilliant. <laughs> All right. Secondly, um, is being a mix or mastering engineer. Yeah, this may take some time to grasp, but the option is still there. Number three is a session musician. If you know an instrument, you can charge for your services. Um, and if you know your instrument really well, it somehow turns into quick and easy money. I know that's kind of bad to say because it's still, you know, there's still a very steep learning curve to learning an instrument but that's why I always say to my students as well like who I teach or that's why I always say on my YouTube channel or sometimes even um, you know in the discord and stuff like that I've always pushed music theory because it's not just about learning what chords and what melody can do in your music production you can take that knowledge and sell that knowledge to other people I've had people come to me and pay me a couple hundred, 300 pounds just to lay a chord progression down to sit with a songwriter for about an hour like it's it's that it gets to that stage very quickly if you put your mind to it all right number four is a sound designer and again if you focus your energy on sound design you can get a job in that field or start up your own company you know you can still uh, go towards sound design for video games for um film and stuff like that so plenty plenty of options there number five is going to be sample packs and presets This sort of links to like number four, which is like sound design. A lot of people make sample packs and they make a killer earning as well. You know, making sample packs. The reason it links to number four is because when you're making sample packs and presets, that's still going to be sound designed to some aspect. Um, But yeah, you can create your own sample packs and presets. And um, if you market it right, you can do really well. Moving on to number seven. You could be a live sound engineer. If you love live music and you want to take a skill set out on the road, Live sound engineering is always an option. Now, the way you mix in a live environment is going to be slightly different to when you mix in a more controlled studio environment. So just bear that in mind. Number eight is sync music. Getting into sync is when you produce for 
televisions, films, games, etc., etc. Again, another well-paid job if done correctly. And number nine, you can be something called a finisher. There are some producers in the scene that actually have the job title as a finisher. Yeah, it sounds like the Punisher, right? But <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some producers that actually have the job title as a finisher. They finish other people's music for a fee and sometimes may take a royalty as well. Now, to be a finisher, you need to be really, really good at your job. You need a lot of experience. Now, I used to be a finisher a little while ago, but that was when I was ghosting at the same time. But I would never finish a track that I wasn't comfortable with. Again, those that know me know that I produce a lot of pop-orientated stuff. Um, so whatever, whatever's in the charts, you know, it can be a little bit of like commercial house, piano house. It can be a trap R&B drill. It can be, you know, whatever. It can be a little bit of funk, like 80s influence, retro funk and stuff like that. Whatever you hear in the billboards or in the charts, that's essentially what I produce. All right. Number 10 is you can be a singer songwriter. <laughs> I nearly actually forgot this one on the list, um, but this one's pretty self-explanatory. And there's more to it, like teaching, doing YouTube, being a live performer. The list goes on and on and on. Now, I get that not everyone is able to sing or songwrite. You know, everything that I've mentioned on this list, you need to have to have built a solid skill set. So you have to put in that work. The fifth and final pro is that you can make a lot of money in music. You actually genuinely can. You just need to know how to. The great thing about doing music is that you can have multiple sources of income. You can charge your beats, you can hire out your studio, you can get paid for DJing, um, If you, obviously if you're an artist that is. Um, you can release sample packs, you can charge for PR time, so like going on for interviews and stuff when you get to that level. Um, and that's already like five streams of income right there. And in this day and age, you no longer need to have a hit to make money. There's so many other ways thanks to technology. Well, okay, so what about the cons now? Well, my first con is complete opposite to the last pro that I just mentioned. You may not make any money for a long period of time. Let me explain. When starting out, you have to craft your skill set and be confident in offering your services out, whether it be production, songwriting, engineering, it doesn't matter. And I just mentioned this before, it takes a fair amount of time to gain that skill set. You know, it could take Anyway, it could take three, it, it could take any time. Sorry, it could be three years or 10 years. Um, everybody learns at different rates. So it will take time. It is hard to make a stable income with music when you're first starting out and, you know, you're building your skills is just one part of the battle. We may have, you know, personal things to attend to, or we may feel demotivated to create something, or we may fall ill. Again, there's plenty of reasons that can slow down your process of making good music and also making an income. Rage incoming. But here's the rage incoming. I think where a lot of people go wrong is that they truly do not spend enough time producing or, you know, they may look at it like a hobby instead of it like a job. And that's cool if you do, but I'm more aiming this con at the budding producers that want a full-time income off music. You know, I come across a fair amount of producers that want to do production full-time, but when I ask them how many hours they're putting in uh, to making music a week, you know, usually they may say a couple hours um, a day or... I don't know, you know, last week I didn't get time because I was on holiday. The week before that, it was Christmas. Week before that, my girl broke up with me. <laughs> All those excuses. 
And it really shows in their results. If you've been producing 10 hours a week, that's two hours a day for five days, say Monday to Friday and taking off Saturday and Sunday. Well, that's the reason you're not building your craft and making money. Sorry, guys, it's the honest truth. And before you say, I don't have time, I work, you know, uh, I have to go shopping to get food and all these other excuses. Well, wake up one hour earlier and sleep one hour later. Easy peasy. It's really not that complicated, guys. I'm giving you some really good advice here. But anyway, that's the first con. Money can be unstable for a good amount of time. Oh, and how can I forget? If you have put money into, you know, buying software and you know, basic studio setup and stuff, you're at a loss there already. So you should be putting in extra work, you know, just to grind for an income. Anyway, moving on to con number two, and that's long hours. When you do cross that boundary and get into music production full-time, just expect to work very long hours. I myself, I've been in the studio for multiple hours before. I'm talking like 24-hour runs, maybe even longer. And the reason for that is A, the workload can increase, obviously. And, you know, you could be juggling multiple projects at once on strict deadlines, whether you're doing a mix for a close client um, or if you're, or if a label has asked you to produce a track for them, deadlines are deadlines. And you have to try keeping pretty on the ball. Um you know, in this line of work. B, you may be working with other artists and producers from the other side of the world. And obviously due to different time zones, you could be starting a session at 11 p.m. at night, for example. C, you're just in the mode and you don't want to break that concentration. Time flies when you are making music. You skip meals, you live off junk food, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you have energy drinks and all that bad stuff. Um Try not to do that. Try to eat. <laughs> and D, you know, your client may run late, resulting in a later start. As simple as that, you know. It is what it is, unfortunately. Long hours are a thing in the music industry. But if you love your job, I guess you'll you'll make that work. Con number three is working in uncomfortable environments. You may work with people who, you know, are not on time. Or maybe they just have an ultra alpha male mentality. And depending on your personality, it may be a bit uncomfortable. I'm not saying all sessions are like this, but maybe a few may be. And I did mention some of the troubles that I've come across, um, I think it was a couple episodes ago, when I mentioned that artists bring in their friends and they make noise while you're trying to mix, for example. You may also be invited to different studios where you know you may not know how to use a lot of the equipment. And again, that's cool. Um, I've been in plenty of studios and the first thing I do is check the IO configuration before I even get started. Every studio is slightly different, so it helps, you know, to have another engineer there too. Uh, maybe like a resident engineer or an assistant who actually works in that specific studio. Obviously, they generally know the IO of the studio and they can just help speed things up. But actually, that's a really good tip. Um, if you do go into a studio, um, check the IO. And if you don't know what the IO is... Um, you know, you can ask the studio owner. And for those that don't know what IO is, that's input and output. So how things are rooted in the studio, what the signal flow is basically. Anyway, let's carry on. So one uncomfortable environment that I haven't mentioned yet is a bedroom setup, especially if you have a box room, like a small room, for example. Being confined to a small room or a small space, but you know, potentially a little bit messy too, if you're a little bit of a messy person, you know, <laughs> uh, maybe not, who knows. Um, you know, it can make you feel a bit claustrophobic and you may become more irritated over time as well. If you are thinking of setting up a bedroom setup, already have, just keep the space clear and, you know, that can just help your brain and 
take frequent breaks as well. Get out of that small room. Um, I actually live near a pretty lovely park, so sometimes I can go for a stroll if I just want to shut off and just relax my brain. Another thing you need to take into consideration um, if you have a bedroom set up, that is, is that your room will most likely be an awful place to mix if it's not treated correctly. I mean, ideally you want to, you know, space to properly mix your tracks that's correctly treated by a professional, but again, this can cost a super amount of money. So we need to deal with what we have. Base traps for the corners, acoustic foam for the walls. Um, maybe if you spend a little bit more, you know, you may want some acoustic boards and some diffusers, etc., etc. But honestly, you don't have to spend that much on acoustic treatment. You can pick it up from Amazon pretty cheap. All right, con number four, opinions. Some may call this constructive criticism, others just criticism but the bottom line is everyone will have their own opinions about your own music that is a given constructive criticism and opinions can be a good thing though you know you can always listen to other fellow producers and take on board their ideas however your ideas are what make you unique and i truly think you need to strike that sort of balance of staying unique and improving yourself by listening to other more experienced producers and if you can't take that level of criticism whether it's you know good bad i don't know whatever <laughs> then you're going to really struggle in the music industry and um judging by how soft society has come these days yeah you get the picture right <laughs> all right the final con very steep learning curve the reason I've put this as a con is because a lot of people these days are lazy. I've mentioned that before. They just don't want to put in the work required. Um, you know, they want instant results by taking shortcuts, etc., etc. And if that's you, then cool, fine, no problem. But if you're truly taking out the time to learn, or if you want to take out as much time as possible to learn, you know, just know that it is a long journey and a difficult one too, especially to stay motivated and dedicated to huge amounts of time to something that may not even take off. I'm not trying to put you off music production or anything like that. I mean, I myself, I love learning. Um, and I know there'll be people out there scratching their heads thinking that this point doesn't even come close to a con. But when it comes close to a con is when you've learned so much and you start to become demotivated because there's no movement in your music career and there's no results. See, as a producer, we need to learn so many things. It's not just how to make a beat. You need to get the fundamentals down, like understanding melody, understanding harmony, structure, arrangement, rhythm, sound design, mixing, mastering, different use of plugins, maybe multiple doors, engaging with your artists and understanding their needs. There's just way too many points to learn in music. Um, or as a music producer or as an artist. And I think, you know, this comes down to a ton of practice, a ton of patience, um, and just having a solid plan and just being dedicated to music production as a whole. It takes a very long time to learn. So, you know, just make sure you are patient. And the funny thing is that you'll never learn 100% of anything. Technology keeps on changing. People get older. Learning slows down, you know, as you get older. Um, you get the point here. The aim of the game here is to learn as much as you can from a trusted source. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you guys next week.